Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. I'm BJ. And Matt. Matt's back. Hey. We have Matt back uh, on the podcast. We had a, a big 4th of July bash at his house last night. And I, I had asked him, like, hey, since you know we ha- we're guaranteed that day and the next day off, do you just want to be on the podcast? And, and like, I said, yeah. I yeah. mean, we're already hanging out. And uh, it's been, been a minute since I've been on. Uh, we, we kind of lost the ability to have three microphones and... But, you know, we're sharing mics, and, you know, it's going to work. It's perfect. Yeah, we, we would definitely run through it. I can finagle some audio stuff to make it sound perfect. It's so not we'll, a we'll problem. All right. Before we get started, let's just get a round of applause for J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Absolutely. J.K. Simmons, bro. This, that one's for you, Nate. <laughs> yeah, last night was a lot of fun. Last night was really fun. Uh, we started off, I think, just kind of like everybody kind of getting chill, being like, whatever. And then progressively, as more alcohol was consumed, more lit it got, uh, both literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah, because we like we were outside eating hot dogs, kind of doing some fireworks, but not a lot because we wanted to wait till it got dark. We like all came inside to just talk and, and chat, and then uh, we went outside for more beer and fireworks, and it was crazy. And we went in and just talked, and a bunch of us were geeking out about, you know, geek stuff. It was a lot of fun. I once again have been religiously persecuted for not liking Dune. Dude, fuck <laughs> you, man. Yeah. Dune's amazing. He, it was funny, too, because BJ was, like, on the winning team of liking the Batman and then immediately got crucified. Like, that conversation didn't happen the second it was like, oh, I didn't really like Dune too much. <laughs> I got a lot of fuck yous, <laughs> you asshole. Mostly for me, though. Well, well yeah, no, I mean, Sarah no, was getting into Sarah, it. Sarah got heated. It's so funny. She's pretty introverted and... Uh, but she, she came right out of her shell that night. It was really funny to see. Definitely. But yeah, it was a really fun party, and I'm, I want to have more. That was, that was honestly one of the f- most fun times I've had recently. Yeah, and you guys didn't get, like, blackout drunk, like, at my birthday party. Or yeah. Millie's wedding. <laughs> see, I don't know anything about Millie's wedding, so that's, that's a whole other story, I guess, for me. Well, the short version is I was kind of taking it easy, and then Matt and Tyler were also drinking. And when I stopped drinking, they called me a pussy. <laughs> so I had to keep drinking, and then I projectile vomited in my car. <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Hell and yeah. I got away from all the, the pretty women. <laughs> and it wasn't just like normal vomit. It was no, red, it was, red it was wine vomit. Bright red exorcist <laughs> shit all over my windshield, my dash. Oh, so it was like bad, bad. In the church parking lot. Oh, boy. I'm glad it wasn't Sunday morning. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. Freaking good times. Good times all around. Um, speaking of the good times, though, how what have you guys been doing? Like, I mean, Matt, what have you been up to since we last talked? Well, we've been playing a lot of Fortnite together. So I, I, I don't know if it's been mentioned on the podcast, but I, I have a, a built PC. Not very, you know, super intensive. Pretty bare bones, mid-tier, nothing high tier. Um, but uh, I've been playing a lot of that. But... Uh, I don't really like doing like first-person shooters um, on PC. I think it's really hard for me to get used to like mouse and keyboard. But for some reason, I really have been enjoying it on Fortnite. Um, using that DMR in this season has been a lot of fun. And so we've been playing and having some really good nights and then some really shitty nights. Yeah. We we've had it's literally been like the top tier. We are the kings of Fortnite. To God, we've never touched a controller in our lives. Like that's. It's the two extremes. We've never had just a middling, like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either we're shit well, or we're great. If, we're, if we go in, like, 
the pattern, I guess the next time we play, it'll be a good one. Should be legendary. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, is crossplay for that like based on the party leader too? Like, no, or no, is it just I, general crossplay? I've seen that a lot of times, like by the people we've been killed that killed by you can like i can see what what system they're using and a lot of time it's just like playstation 4 because uh, i i remember me me and bj were playing one night just us two and he was the party leader and like i was playing on ps5 and like man it was very abundant that a lot of the people were playing were on On switch Switch, yeah so and and i it was like i'm not that good at fortnite like i'm fine it is i don't know the algorithm it definitely doesn't help though that i'm on pc and i we probably definitely get more pc players yeah uh, especially because I think if, if you're on, um, like, case in point, PC, it will auto... Because you can... Uh, my buddy Luis can switch from mouse and keyboard to controller mid-game. Like, it's not a thing that they, like, hinder like Call of Duty does. So, Do like, you get so aim you, assist once you switch to controller on... I, I, I actually do. I don't know I know I know it has aim assist yeah I don't know if you if you switch mid game it will give it to you it might still give you what basic whatever you're doing on mouse and keyboard interesting but um yeah a lot of Fortnite yeah so I've been doing that um I've been getting into so I, I saw that on uh, Xbox Game Pass they had Assassin's Creed Origins and I was like I haven't played it uh, the last one I played I really liked was what was the one after Black Flag. Unity. No, Rogue. Rogue was the... What's the one that, that you're, like, in America during the Revolutionary War? That's three. So that's before Black Flag. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Rogue was the one during the... Fr- it's... If, timeline-wise, it goes Black Flag, Rogue, three. Okay. Um, But ro- three is Revolutionary War, four is uh, Pirates, and the th- Rogue, I think, is the French-Indian War. I think. Okay. Well, I, I started downloading that, and then I saw Black Flag was only, like, four dollars, and I was like... Fuck it. So I bought I bought that and I was like playing through Unity and I was like this is this is not as good as Black Flag and so I started playing Black Flag and I was like this is a tremendous game and so I've been playing that and then um, just some other stuff on I've been playing Tarkov on my PC um, they just had a wipe so everything's reset they've added a bunch of new things um, so that's fun and. Uh, and then be getting into Skyrim and some Skyrim mods, <laughs> some crazy ones. Yeah, just just seeing what's out there. I'm experimenting right now. Man, are you? <laughs> um, I think that's all I've been all I've been doing. How uh, have you have you played any more Origins, or you just went full into Black Flag? I've just beaten like the first boss in Origins, like the first of the. The five yeah. people that you're supposed to kill. There's more than five. Or yeah, but yeah, but yeah. The, the five on like on your list. Yeah, so you got back to Siwa and then yeah. Yeah, and so it's right before I transitioned to the new map, and yep. I was like, I want to, I want to go be a pirate yeah. and sail the seas, and I did, and I've enjoyed it. I think Origins is fun to me, and to me it, it diminishes in quality from Origins Odyssey to Valhalla. Uh-huh. Despite my love for Valhalla, I think it's a really good Viking game, but like when you actually play it. Just the way that they treat the level system, now it's a power level system, and it's like, leveling up means nothing in that game. Whereas when I got ability points in Origins or in Odyssey, I was like, cool, I know where I want to put this immediately. Whereas a lot of Valhalla's is plus point zero two into attack, or plus point zero six into Ranged attack. Do you get in, like that. in Unity after the first Origins? Origins. Uh, do you get the uh, hidden blades? 
Uh, you do at some point, and okay. you get it once. You only get one hidden blade, what? but you can't fight in combat with it. What? So it's only used for like it's only stealth. Ugh. Well, that's the thing is they because they kind of figured at some point because Origins Dude, the is very... double takedowns is my favorite. It's like the two guards walking down, and you just go. The last time you see that is in uh, Rogue. After that, there's they took away the double hidden blades. So Unity didn't have it, but you could still do double takedowns. It would just do like a, a cool animation of swipe one, take oh, another, okay. and do it like that. So you still got to double takedown, oh, okay. but it was whatever. But then Origins, um, I don't think has double takedowns. It's single takedowns. But you get, in my opinion, more options of like, all right, I took this guy down here. This guy over here saw me, but like, I, like you get an ability on like the range tree. Where it's like you can immediately snap to a headshot with the bow and arrow if you if you aim it when he notices you. The one I did like the the bow and arrow like because there's different types and I like the ones that actually like let you sight in. The the predator bows yes, like, are, are really, the best. I really that was like my favorite part. They are really good. But then I realized I'm just doing like like what Skyrim. <laughs> Pretty much, point. yeah. It, it I think I think Origins is really fun. It, it the the thing that sucks is that once you once you realize that that's kind of where it seems Assassin's Creed is going. You kind of have to, like, just be like, all right, it's an RPG now. So, you would, like... Uh, there's something about, like, the movement that I, I thought was good in Unity, but then there's other parts that I really don't like. Because, like, the parkour is definitely better... Or not Unity, sorry. Origins, I keep saying that. In Origins, like, the parkour really I, I was just going to put, like, a disclaimer <laughs> at it, some point. Just be like, by the way, when he says Unity equal Origins. Yeah. No, in, in Origins, yeah, the parkour sucks. Well, because it, it's, it's the same general shit of just, like, hold A and move. But I like, but I like, because in, in Black Flag, it, it's a lot of times, it's like if I point in a certain direction, it doesn't really go. It, like, it doesn't have, like, minute direction control that, uh origins has well so the thing so this is what sucks. That just might be because it's an older generation well, game no because the best parkour in any assassin's creed game is the first one the first assassin's creed had like walk like can't like jump canceling and all these like really cool mechanics that as they went on they just took out and made it streamline it more fun like more easy that's why in in three onward it was just hold r and run and like that was kind of it. Whereas beforehand, you had to hold R, then hold A to go up, and is the whole thing. So you had less control, but like it was faster. And I then, do also like that you can like, when it comes to like mountains and other stuff, that you can climb anything. It's 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 very much like you can climb a bunch of extra shit. And, and it they 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 go further with that in, in Odyssey because cool. uh, Odyssey is like set in the Greek. Uh, the you're a Spartan. Yeah. And uh your and based on some lore things, your character has like better uh, prowess as like a warrior, so you can do a lot of shit that the other like like all the other assassins couldn't. And like you can literally climb anything. Like there are some slight like there's some things where it's like you can't climb this because we need you to go a certain way for this story segment. But for the most part it's like I want to go there. Okay, climb it. Like they they pulled like the Breath of the Wild type idea of just like just go, yeah. Um, and then Valhalla kind of tries to be the best of both worlds because Odyssey is is a choose a character, like your male or female, either Cassandra or Alexios. You have dialogue options that can change things and and all that stuff. That um, it it doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed anymore. And then when uh when you get to Valhalla, they try to have the best of both worlds, 
by going like, oh, you can pick male or female, but there's an in-canon reason why you can pick male and female. And then, oh, you have dialogue option. It's like, well, it's because for the most part, your dialogue options in Valhalla are yes, no, but eventual yes, and then angry yes. Like, you, you just always are going to go the same way. There's, there's really no deviating from Valhalla's story like Odyssey has. So, like, it, it's, it sucks, too, because that's why I think Origins is the best one, because it has a set story about Bayek and his, and his wife and, and what they do. And then the rest of them try to be a Greek RPG or a Viking RPG, but also try to be an Assassin's Creed game, whereas I think Origins is a pretty good Assassin's Creed game. The rest of them are good RPGs, but not as good when you, when you break down the Assassin's Creed stuff. Like, Odyssey, the, the Creed doesn't even exist yet. It's a prequel to Origins. So it's before all that. So there's no assassins. There's no hidden blades. It, well, it's just like the the Magi. Well, the thing is, like, it, the thing with, with Origins is supposed to be how the Brotherhood started. That's the point of the story. Odyssey is before that. And they're like, well, we wanted to have a Greek game. So they just slapped Assassin's Creed onto it. And so you don't have the hidden blade. You have a spear that's broken. And that's, that's your stealth uh, thing. So there's no hidden blades in Odyssey, which sucks. But... There is one in Valhalla, but it's also kind of wimpy. So, but that's all I've been all I've been doing. What about you, BJ? Uh, I finished Horizon. Um, it was pretty good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as the first one by far, but uh, they, Isn't that sad? Yeah. It. Lean into your mic a little bit more. I I was telling Luke about it when uh when I first started it. The tutorial was pretty whack and uh it kind of just continued that trend there are parts of it that i think are cool the way that the story progresses and some of the characters it introduces are really compelling but like it just doesn't have the same feeling as zero dawn did and uh the story the ultimate culmination that i get from it is that humans are their own worst enemy and no matter what you do we will always kill ourselves eventually hell yeah and uh yeah, I kind of need that third game to come along and be a little bit happier, maybe. But, yeah, Alva was my favorite character. Uh, she was super cool. Um, Takote, I think is his name, gets his arm cut off, and then there's a side mission where you build him a robot arm Hell so yeah. he can continue to be a warrior. But then in all the cutscenes past that, he never uses that fucking arm. So, you know, fuck that. Um a lot of the animations were pretty glitchy. Uh, I've seen that the hair looks really weird in that game. Yeah, it's 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 some weird like GameCube ass physics. I mean, to be fair, like hair is always bad, but I feel like it it makes it look not real though. Like even yeah. if it's like just because they try to make it real, it just like it then the physics are like that's not how real hair works. Even if like static hair is better than it, it's like, the... it's it's yeah, wild constantly it... slapping her in the face <laughs> when she's running around. It's it's why you see a lot of people like when they make their female character, the hair is usually in a bun or like not flowy. Like Japanese devs do it, but theirs is like super anime, so they can go weird with it, and so it makes sense. When you try to do realistic hair simulation, well, like yeah, it'll like flow behind, and, but then they're like, let's make it like add gravity to it, and then it just goes. Yeah. It just makes it seem like because Aloy has like that Jack Sparrow hair where she puts like coins and shit in it, so it just feels like she's put way too much in her hair, and it's just constantly a weapon against herself. 
but uh yeah it was all right um after you say that it is kind of funny every other character that they introduce that's important to the plot that is a female has that short hair but aloy is still just like fucking walking around with 50 sets of keys tangled up in there and shit so you know it was all right you know it was fine but uh after that i played the portal companion collection on the switch because that just came out uh some of the best puzzle games ever made portal one is good uh it's short but you know the comedy kind of makes up for that and then portal two is just one of the best games well, ever made See, that's what i was talking about it's, it's like it's sad when like the the sequel to a game is not better and, and it like i i mean i'm not gonna like obviously i'm not i don't work i'm not a game studio i don't so it, obviously it, it's a little hypocritical but like when you make good content i feel like you hear back from the community and then you can you there's obviously like there could be more and so you you take and you build better and, and with the years you get better technology better engines and stuff like that and yeah portal 2 is like i mean yeah portal 1 no one really complains about and then portal 2 is just like the goat yeah it, it definitely because portal 2 was definitely the the first one felt like a kind of a tech demo of like what they could do with this this idea because like back then that portal that portal tech was like holy shit and then you go okay portal one was a testing ground we know what the fuck we're doing now and then portal two comes up not only with better puzzles better humor i would argue um like just better characters well, it, it, it everything left. felt like literally they went okay that but like 10 times better because at the end of portal yeah. one it's it, they left you like not wanting more because it wasn't enough but left you wanting more because of like the potential that there was. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like I want more because it wasn't sufficient. It was like, this is awesome. Like I want more of this content and they delivered that plus better gameplay and everything. And even the story was great. It, yeah. I, I've always found it that like a lot of these game companies and making sequels nine times out of 10, you like what they, what they're aiming for is their empire strikes back or their Godfather two. They want it to be, like, what people loved about the first one, but, like, let's go fucking higher. But, like, a lot of times you're, like, I, I mean, like, you're, you're, like, you're, like, Toy Story 2, where it's great. So much better than the first one, I would argue. But, like, not, like, leaps and bounds, like, holy shit better. Where it's, like, yeah, it's fine. I love Toy Story 2. I love Toy Story 1. But, holy fuck, Godfather 2 is a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Well, and I think maybe... It's, it's sometimes you can see that studios are like, okay, like they have this crazy vision and sometimes them wanting to go so much above and beyond further can be a hindrance, can be detrimental to a story. Um, usually not to like a game engine or something like that. It's just better. But then they try to like do too much with what they have where it just doesn't make sense or doesn't add up. And it just, it feels like it's not the original what it was the first game. I think me and BJ can can both agree on this, but it's it's why I'm a little worried for Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. Because that started as just DLC for the first one, but it just kept going and kept going, and, and they're like, fuck it, new game. And they just kept putting but, and putting and putting that and like, putting. But that, that, that's like the same thing as the, like, Miles Morales well, uh, so My to Spider-Man, you know? Well, Miles Morales was built as a standalone expansion. Like, it could have been a DLC that they added, but they're like, let's do it as an expansion. Whereas Breath of the Wild 2 is they're now going from what could have been like a 10 to 15 hour little new expansion is not going to be like another 60 plus hour game that they're they're going to make as the next Zelda game. 
Um, or like it's the same I mean, thing. It could it could fall. It could not. Be, it could be shit. But I don't think it's gonna be shit. And yeah, no, it's not gonna be bad. Like I'm to me, I'm not that worried about it because that's essentially exactly what happened with Majora's Mask. So yeah, that's a lot of people's favorite. So I don't have any qualms about Nintendo doing it. And it's Nintendo. I I think or, you know. for me too is that like a lot of like for anyone who's played Saints Row. The entire vision of Saints Row 4 was was supposed to be a stupid little DLC for 3, and they just kept piling shit on that they're like, this is too funny to be a DLC. So they made 4, which is, you're the president, aliens, all this shit, and then you look at, they, they put out the uh, 4's DLC, Enter the Dominatrix, which was the original cut content of, you fight a dominatrix, then aliens show up. <laughs> and then they went, well, let's, I have an idea. And they moved on to 4. So I think... Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I like the idea of that, like just building and building and building. But for some people, you can definitely see some games try that. But then, like, you're left with like bio. Like, granted, it wasn't a build upon, but like Bio Mutant, it was a game that came out that like, they try to put so much shit in their game because there's so much of these RPG established things. Like they have, they have not not they have like action RPG with skill trees and it's open world and it's like devil may cry action combat. And they have uh, dialogue, like moral based choices and they have this and it just kept going, going to where, because they had so much shit they had to work on. All of it felt like, nah. Well, it's interesting. I'd say like, you know, like, so the Bioshock series, I think they just got better and better each one. And then they were like, let's change up the recipe for the third one. And infinite. I mean, to a lot of people is the best Bioshock and I, it's my favorite for sure. I still need to play it. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, yeah. I've 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 played the first one, and it took me almost like two years to actually beat because I kept on and off again that game, which I loved it. It wasn't the game's fault. I just every time I picked it up, something else came about, or like I was busy with work, or every time I tried to start it, something happened. So I was like, it took me so long that I was just like, I I've just haven't had the like motivation to play two or infinite because I'm just like. I know if I start it, something's going to come up. And especially now, considering so many games are about to start coming out, like, we're in July alone. Xenoblade 3 is going to take probably both me and BJ's time. Yep. So that, we've well, got... Well, October's a big month for us. October's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, and then we've got sprinkled around, like, the Gotham Knights, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. You've got your, obviously, like, but the Xbox Game Pass, like, trinkle of games coming out that I want to try out. Like, yeah, there's a lot. But... What else have you been up to, BJ? Uh, the only other thing that I really did was I read through all of Tomy, the uh, Junji Ito book, and it was pretty good. It, uh, I think it bumped up to top two for me. Um, that one and Smashed, I think, are still my favorites. But um, I, uh, I didn't realize until I got to the very end when I was reading his uh, message to the fans for the... Um, like the anniversary edition of the book, he was talking about how uh, him and his friend used to joke about how he would judge a swimsuit contest to cast Tommy in a movie. And um, he had this little blurb in there that was like, this was about 10 years before the actual movie came out. And I was like, they made a movie out of this Junji Ito book? And I looked it up, and it's actually a trilogy that they made in Japan. Um... It's Tomi, Tomi Resurrection, and Tomi something else. But uh, I really want to watch those now because they're just like, you know, good Japanese horror movies, but based on Junji Ito work and they're live action. So I really want to see how that translates. But uh, I'm very interested in watching those, and the book was really good. So 
I feel like, yeah, it's going to be really hard because Junji Ito's is very based on the fact that he drew everything and it was like from his mind. Yeah. It, it's like, to me, it's like with Guillermo del Toro. It's like when he does something, it's very much it's his thing, but he's a director. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like Guillermo del Toro doing a book might not translate as well because he's very much a visual medium guy. Yeah. Whereas Junji Ito is a great artist that I think if you tried to move that in, like that's why a lot of the anime stuff, like the Junji Ito collection, I think on Crunchyroll, it's fine, but like you didn't get that same vibe, Bless right? You. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on like definitely keep an eye. And I'm interested, but, like, we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of like Berserk in a way where it's, like, the art is just too good to ever really truly be adapted. But, you know. Anything else you've been up to or? Nah. All right, well, for me. Uh, Luke, what have, uh, what have you been doing this week? Oh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. Um, I have been playing uh, both Final Fantasy VII Remake Excuse me, and um, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors Three Hopes. Uh, both games, solid. I think Final Fantasy Remake, I've talked about on this podcast enough that I love it to death. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's great. Uh, but Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Warriors uh, is in that same vein of Hyrule Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity, where it's a an action game sequel to the its predecessor so where age of calamity was breath of the wilds prequel uh that turned into fan fiction uh this is the same thing where it's three houses but what if we inserted a new character who you controlled and was like super cool and really powerful and a chosen one character and you and and then the main character that you played as in the first game is now an enemy and it's like oh cool so they just switched they switched it around things go differently um you join your house really quick. The time skip happens pretty fast. Like it's, they're like really going. They're just like, all right, okay, we got to hit these points. Got to get these these moments out of the way. Um, but they, but it's, it's really good. It's it's the Warriors game. So if you've ever played a Dynasty Warriors or if you've played any like the, the Nintendo Warriors style stuff, then you know what to expect. This one I think does the, the Fire Emblem parts really well. Um. BJ talked about it a lot uh, last time, but they're really able to make you care about the tactical side of it, too. You're not just running and, and hack and slashing your way through enemies. You're also going, okay, well, I can I can send my troops to different points of the map, and you can literally r- ransack a whole map with different uh, characters just, like, going about. Um, and then if you play on, on classic mode, those characters can die if you're not careful, so you will lose ranks like a traditional fire Emblem game um but like that's something that regular dynasty warriors needs to adopt the tactical aspect of it because a lot of those games are just run to this base and then run across the map and maybe if one of your other characters is closer you switch to them but otherwise they're just going to be fighting the small npcs that don't give you anything yeah i did like the like the the fact that when they showed off oh yeah send dimitri to go kill that guy and he'll fight a boss. Like, he won't fight, like, just a random NPC. He'll fight, like, the captain guard or whatever of the base. Yep. And so, like, you can actually leave them to do stuff. So if you want to have your characters everywhere on the map, you can. And just start switching between them all to, like, oh, I see Dimitri's losing some health over here. Let me let me be him for a second. And doing that and just keeping that going. It's It was really fun. Um, the, the writing is still good. 
they it's it's the same team who did Three Houses originally because it was a uh, Koi Tecmo worked on that game as well, so they got to just kind of work on it more with this game. Um, the writing's great. Every character is as horny as ever. Yep. Um, this time more so. Like anytime Edelgard's on screen, it's like men and women are just like, oh, cool. Uh, so it's it's just like great. Uh, but it's still really good. There's still more heart in there. I like a lot of the characters. I think Shez is a pretty good protagonist. I like that Byleth actually talks, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot to love of this game, and if you're a fan of, of Three Houses, definitely pick this up. It's really solid. Um, but other than that, I've mainly just been watching a lot of shit. So I think me and BJ had talked. I watched all of Castlevania again. Really, really dug it. Uh... Me and BJ have finished Stranger Things. I don't think you have yet. I have the one more episode to go. Stellar, stellar show. It's my favorite season so far. Even though I feel like a lot of people think that one's better, I for some reason this one is just it's hitting on 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 every on every point for me. This is the only season I've seen people actually make that argument that it's it could be better than one. Like a lot of people still put one higher. But the fact that more people are willing to have that argument, I think, it stands the wonders of this season. We uh, we finished Kenobi, uh, which was last episode was so stellar. Oh, so good. It have was you, so have you finished it? <laughs> oh, damn. I almost full spoiled right here. You do that a lot. Yeah, but, well, like, at least I asked this I, time. So there's, there's like, I'll just say, like, there's that episode of Boba Fett uh, in Book of Boba Fett that was the Mandalorian episode that was just total fan service and this was fan service but in like an emotional way like like the other one was like not sub like it wasn't substantive like it was it was like oh it was just like it just gave you like really good but this one like it felt cathartic in so many ways where it emotionally fed you and you're like oh being a prequel fan is like oh this episode was made for me like the, the whole show it's like fuck yeah because it it does in my opinion a really good job of of connecting the prequels to the original trilogy in a way where you're like, okay, cool. Because it has that same kind of prequel-y feel a little bit to kind of the mysticism of Star Wars, but it starts to get the gritty realism of the original trilogy. Of like how it's like, a, it's literally like, because you look at the prequels, very nice, pretty, shiny. The original trilogy, dirty, grimy, metallic, gross. And then the sequels are like a weird mix of both. But like, this was a good kind of mix of like, you look at you know like you look at Alderaan in like the first episode, and you're like, it's very nice, very it's it's beautiful, it's that looks like a prequel world, and then they go to the fucking uh like they go to the in the second episode the like almost cyberpunk esque city where it's like this feels like also prequel shit, but then as they keep going, it starts to feel more like the original trilogy with every world they go to, and I'm like it 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 feels like intentional that like they went from like oh it's prequel shit slowly going down to original trilogy shit. And that's the case with also Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. I think he gets progressively more like Alec Guinness throughout the series. And just it's really good. Stellar show. Hell yeah. My favorite scene so far, granted I haven't finished it, but the flashback to Anakin and Obi-Wan training. 
Uh, that dude, was so good. I lost my mind because I didn't think they'd do that. Mm-hmm. I thought we, I thought we'd just get Anakin like just in Vader costume the whole time. The fact that they went like, nope, here's the two, fully like Master and Paddle on again. I was like, yes. Oh my god. Carmen was like, I, it's, I can tell that it's like CG, and I was like, it doesn't matter that it's CG. Like, like yeah, you can tell that they like de-aged them, but that doesn't matter. It, what's the matter is like they're both on screen together. Like it's that like Literally, the fact that we know that they're on screen together is like. It, that in and of itself is just so Massive. awesome. Yes. I, I literally was like, me and my roommate were watching it, and like neither of us said anything about the CGI or anything. We were just like, fuck, fuck, yes, yes. And then like afterward, uh, a friend, like I, I went online and the people going, it just looks a little weird. And the first comment after that was, shut the fuck up. They were on screen together again. Be, let me have this. I don't, they could have looked like a, I could have seen the green screen. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's, and it was uh, great that they they did that whole thing where they like showed a little bit of the dark side coming out of Anakin, and which is like, mm. which is very more apparent in Clone Wars. They, yeah, they definitely highlight yeah. the dark side and Anakin's rage uh, come through than than they do in in the prequels. It's it's such a good show. I actually, I I've said I think it's the best Disney Star Wars content we've had. That's that's my take on it because like I there there was not an episode that I was bored with. It, like. Like Mandalorian was a lot of fun. It was so much fun, original. Um, but yeah, this was like this was made for me. Yeah, it like, just it fed me so much. Um, other than that, anything anything you want to say more about Obi Wan, or are you you cool to? Uh, I'm excited to watch that last episode, and if it's mentally nourishing, that I'm probably gonna need that because Stranger Things fucking destroyed my life. Yeah. Um. I also, right, we'll watch it probably in the next like couple of days. Hell yeah, because we, we definitely want to hear what you have to say about it. I want to hear one just... I told Kevin about... I didn't tell him what scene it was, but I was like, you in particular are going to love this scene, and I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's so, incredible. It, so yeah. Um, I've also started rewatching The Boys because I've been I've been catching up with season three. We haven't we haven't we've been trying to get through we've been trying to get through Obi Wan Stranger Things. Boys is our next thing on our list. I am rewatching it. I'm currently on season two, episode four. Dude, I uh, heard that the comics are kind of shit. They're bad. It's so crazy. Well, the re- such a good TV show. Well, the reason is because the comics are like a 16-year-old edgelord's wet dream. It's like literally just the edgy shit, gross humor. It's like you're literally reading it, and I'm like, man, this, this feels like some shit I would have dug if I was 14 and still listening to fucking Green Day. Like, it, it's that kind of shit. And then you go to the boys' TV show, and they go, so let's take that. And make it tasteful. Because <laughs> it's still... The boys' show is still edgy as fuck. But they're like... The way they treat serious moments... Or they give it that serious levity. Like the... Like Starlight in the comics still gets sexually assaulted. But it's treated as a fucking joke. And like, oh, look how dark this is. Whereas in the show, it's like... That was a fucking awful thing that happened. And like... It's, it, it's completely fucked up. See, that's what I... The last time I was in the podcast, I was like, man... People do the boys need to do berserk. It'd be good. I I still maintain that live action is probably gonna be the only way to do berserk the right way. Well, it also berserk isn't one of those things like you can't. It, it's so like which is as sad as it is because I love One Piece, but like a live action One Piece I, is not gonna work with how like crazy it is and how like you know. Rubber, when, rubber arms, Luffy. No one has ever been, has been able to do rubber arms, even even in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. 
Like, anytime they have stuff going on, it's like, it still looks gross and weird. Who's Reed Richards? Well, yeah, and then the point, Miss Marvel, like, they took the, they were like, we're not going to do the stretchy thing with her. We're just going to make it look cosmic. Because they're like, it looks weird. I mean, fuck, look at She-Hulk. Well, yeah, but Zerk, though, is like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need to. It's just, it's nothing really crazy is going on. Well, I, the only real crazy thing is, like, the gore, which we know they can do, and the designs of the demons, but even then, they're pretty grounded demons for the most part. I think, I think, uh, honestly, to me, I think if you got, like, if you got the boys team to do it, but then get some of the, like, the prosthetics of Stranger Things, you could have some of them live-action demons look pretty fucking real. And then you get some of, like, the people who do, like, the, like, characters or, like, costume design from, like, Game of Thrones or something like that. To me, Well, to me, like, what, what would make Berserk... The reason why people still want to see it animated is because they want to see that anime aesthetic action. Because Berserk has action that feels not grounded. Like, the way, like, the fucking huge-ass sword gut swings around. And, like, some of the other, like, ways they, they do, like, fight scenes. I feel that's why I think, like, I kind of agree with you on the boys doing it. Is they already know how to do superhero action, kind of. I feel like you could get them to go, okay, a little more grounded, but still a little bit above realistic. Who would you want to be Guts? That That's a that's a good... I don't know. I I don't know. This week, how about this week, we'll, like, think about it, and then we can text we'll, each other some ideas. We'll, we'll come that, up with our, our live-action Berserk cast. That, that would be... Honestly, that would be, that'd be kind of fun. And then we could you could come back and we could tell the internet who we're casting. I'll tell you what. I think the guy that plays number one would make a stellar Griffith. In Umbrella Academy? And he does have that weird face that Griffith is, like, kind of bony. Yeah. And and he is, like, because Griffith is, like, t- like tiny. Like Yeah, he's a, he's a twink with the long blonde hair. Yeah, no. All right, first person to cast. The thing is, who... <laughs> Honest, honestly, Zendaya I, is Costco, obviously. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is guts for sure. Of course. I don't actually know. I think uh, I was thinking about it um, while watching the boys, and I don't know. Like I, I was I was literally thinking of like, man, I'd love to see Jensen Ackles just play like, I don't know why, because like the way he's been playing Soldier Boy in season three is awesome. And I think he could really do a broken person that, like, now that we're talking about it, I don't know. You, I feel like he could play the the live-action version of Guts, maybe. But if not him, I was... Oh, fuck, what was his name? I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, fuck, I had one. I don't know. The point point is, yeah, Berserk, I think Full Metal Alchemist would work in live-action, like, if you got the right team behind it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, the way they do, like... Maybe like the fire alchemy would be okay, and, and the water alchemy, but like the rock and steel alchemy, it, it is is weird because it's like it's not liquidy, but it's you need to have it's still hard, but it's conforming to different shapes. And the thing is, awesome. I think like, I just feel like in live action it would look way more Play-Doh-y That would be like in a weird way because it, it is be... very Play-Doh-y How they they, they it's like curved edges when they build pillars and stuff like that. Like, yeah. when you build to spear, it just goes... I think I think they could do it. It would literally, like... You'd have to give the budget of Stranger Things. Like, that's the thing, is, like, Stranger Things Season 4 looks fucking phenomenal. There's and some Marvel-level effects yeah, in like, the last two episodes alone. That's the thing, is that I feel like a lot of anime, if they were to do them in live action, would have to have a Marvel budget. Because, like... 
there's some excellent shit that Marvel does that looks really good that like fuck that would look like that would work well for an anime but there no live action anime is going to get that level of a budget. You think Jason Momoa would make a good guts if they shaved his made him give like give him short hair? I think that would be pretty fucking dope. Because yeah. I'm looking because there's like Chris Pratt. I mean, I love Chris Pratt, you know, but then it just I don't. I don't, know. I don't he think he, have, he he wouldn't be guts. No, and then there's like Chris Evans, and then nah. uh, Chris Hemsworth, a lot of Chris's. Um, and then, you, th- you think John Krasinski could do it? Guts? <laughs> yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> John Krasinski can be fucking uh, Dude, young Hugh Jackman, like like with you know, if you just take away and gave him a really sh- that short haircut. Maybe could have because he's edgy enough. Right? I, I was thinking and that. dark and brooded, but he's now yeah he's too old. He's now. too old now, yeah. The thing the thing is like I wonder because like like the Berserk manga gets real fucking dark, to where that's I'm kind of agree with y'all on, like why I think at least Amazon would be the ones to get it because Amazon is completely fine with with like some fucked up shit yeah. on their on their platform like even Omni Man is like pretty well like like case in point that's like who we need for guts J K Simmons. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, but like that's it's one of the reasons why I like the boys is because they're not like they're not they're willing to to say cuss words you can't say in in like even rated R movies. Like they're doing shit that like you're not supposed to do. So like I don't know. I think yeah, live action berserk could be good. Carl Urban might be able to do it. Yeah, but he need to get ripped though. Like he's already in. Good I think shape. I think he could get ripped for a role I like mean, that. Yeah, a, any. And I mean, that's they're, they're good at that. They like streamline getting ripped for roles. Like they, I, I think I. I, I, mean, I have you seen new? Uh, I just showed him a picture, a BJ picture of Camille uh, Nanjiani when he got ripped for Marvel. Yes, and he. I mean, look, he's jacked. Jesus. Yeah, I mean that's incredible. Oh my gosh! Who's the guy from? Um, oh, it's always sunny, and how he got oh, dude, he was like so the chubby and, dude, and oh, then yeah, Mac. Yeah, oh my Mac. gosh! And then he, then one, he literally just got, I mean, just freaking Jack. He was like, I gained and lost <laughs> two hundred pounds in three months. <laughs> I I remember uh, there was apparently a funny gag about the boys, how Jensen Ackles actually worked out for his role, and. Uh, Anthony Starr was like when he told him about it he goes why they could just padded your suit because apparently Anthony Starr has his suit padded the whole time and like and so does like oh, every- with those superhero suits yeah definitely oh, like everybody else had padded suits and Jensen went and worked the fuck out for the role because I think someone jokingly said oh yeah you need to do this and he did and then Anthony Starr was like you could just ask for pads bro like we, Dude, they would have like, got I it I think in the boys at least not I don't know in the most current we don't except for Starlight we don't really see any of the other Superheroes in non-superhero costumes. You, you they, see, they make that a thing too. They're like, we had to sign away like our actual birth names and wear the costumes constantly to keep up the image and all that. I think that's fucking cool. You see, I think you see Maeve. Uh, oh yeah, Maeve. Because you, you do get you well. Do no, in season it. two when she's in the hospital and, and with and her, you just see her in her apartment. Yeah, with her partner and you see that. So Maeve, Maeve, ex-partner. Yeah, yeah. You see Maeve like once or twice. Uh, you never see Deeper A Train in casual, right? Like it's. I think Deep wears like. Because he's always in the fucking deep suit. I think suit. he wears like a bathrobe over his thing at one point. Okay, that's the closest. But even when he like shows up to, who's the guy who's always drinking that drink in that weird church thing? Like when he goes there, he's all also in his yeah. suit. Um, everybody, pretty much everybody we see in suit. Uh, you do you do see a uh, Soldier Boy in season three without his suit a okay. few times, but that's, that's more. Plot relevant because he was 
Yeah, he's he's the Captain America of this universe, but just you know, more more of an asshole. More period accurate Captain America. <laughs> I I cannot wait for the last episode of this season because like holy fuck, they've they've killed it. I love the boys. I think it's a great show, and I I think it's it's definitely a show that where you watch and you're like. Despite seeing so much superhero shit, that this show you're not fatigued with, because you're like, yeah, it's superheroes, but like they're not. It's not Marvel. It's not DC. It's not any of this. It's just like it feels real, while also being f- hyper surreal. But yeah, that's that's been my main thing. Just playing like two games and then watching a shit ton of Netflix. But you, uh, uh, you said you didn't have too much news, but uh, there's a couple things I thought. You know, I know it's not my. It's that's usually what you do, and this is not news. But a couple things that I saw that I thought would be fun to talk about. So you guys saw the Mjolnir Xbox? No. What? I think did I you? did. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, they designed an Xbox. Like it, it looks really cool. I think it looks really fucking they, cool. They made an Xbox that I really want to get. That's a uh, a Garfield themed Series S. So that's the Love and Thunder, dude. Isn't that so tight? That's dope. So. Right now, there's for the Series X. There's only really two exclusive. Well, they so they've made a bunch of those like random there's a Halo one. Well, of ones that were readily available, the Halo one was one that came out. And there's like, like I know that there was one like like Versace or what? what like well, yeah, but, well, I, readily available. The Halo one was like a, a long mass market one. Whereas like they've done like there's a there was the Peacemaker Series X where if you it was a sweepstakes thing. So there's only one. The there was the Love and Thunder one. There's that one that was all fuzzy. They did, which I don't know. That was oh a, the Sonic Two one. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Sonic Two ones. With the furry controllers. Yeah, so like well, they they have done like things that are one time like things, but like the I think Halo has been the only one that like more people were able to get than these because every other one has been like a one time like limited. See, I I love when like like I love that GameCube you could get the different colors like there's. The, even the Gundam one, oh, I've been, that's that's a that's one when I get some money, I'll I'll eventually get and, and I'll put it on my shelf. Um, but then the you know you get the orange one, which was pretty rare, and then the silver, the black, and then the purple. Um, and then even like with the Xbox original, you had like the neon green like see through one, which was dope. They've um, always made a Halo console at some point. I with love all that, the Xbox I, ones, I, yeah. Even there's so many Gears consoles too. Like yeah. anytime there's a new Gears I think game, they, they put something keep out. Doing that, but PlayStation isn't. No, PlayStation does a lot actually. What? What? Like what are the PlayStation threes? I don't know about PlayStation three. Okay. The PS fours really though. PlayStation threes. They just kept revising it. Yeah, yeah. There was the... literally like four generations of the PlayStation. The 3. the PS fours are when they went. I had the one that with them. had the the disc tray that slid over on the That's top. That's the one that I have yeah. now. The the PlayStation four had a lot because when they I had the Final Fantasy fifteen one. For the longest time, there was a Death Stranding one, Spider Man one, God of War. They been they did one for every major release they did. Uh, they did one for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, Last of Us got one. Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, I think, still got one as well. Like they've done, they went hard Dude, on special edition consoles. If we're talking about like consoles that had awesome skins, PSP had maybe some of the best. The God, the of, God I, of War one. Oh, oh so my dope. gosh! The also, one. the Vader, the black and white uh, clone troopers one. Um, that one's awesome. The I think me and Vijay have a soft spot for the Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep one. 
It was just silver, but they also gave you some stickers to put on it. Yeah, but it was still just like, oh shit. I had it. Yeah, no, because I, I bought the new one when it came out. I was legitimately jealous of you when you had it. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I miss those special edition consoles, dude. Like, I just wish PlayStation would start putting out some special faceplates with games. Well, I know you can do like D brand and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been the thing, too, is where, where Nintendo has put out special just in oh, Switches. Assassin's Creed one. Yeah. Wasn't there a Burnout one? I think so. I think so. That Hannah Montana one is, like, the most rare PSP. <laughs> There's The fact the that there was a Hannah Montana oh, that's PSP. That's the other God of War one. Not, that's the black and red instead of the red on black. Yeah. I had the red on black one. Um There was a lot of cool uh, Game Boy Advance SPs. Oh yeah, as well. Wasn't like, like the biggest one. Like, what was the super rare one? Wasn't it like a? Uh, I mean, there's a couple that are like up there now. I know there was a Game Boy Advance with yeah. a tribal tattoo. Yeah, that had Mario with a fucking douchebag <laughs> tattoo. That's the one. Yeah, the God of War with the oh silver. hell yeah, uh, Kratos on the back. Ugh. But uh, they had the tribal one. They had a, a SpongeBob's face one. What? Did they have any uh, special editions for the Vita? They uh, they did a lot of colors for them. In Japan, um, they had a lot of special editions. Like there was a Dragon Quest one that was slime themed. Um, the Persona Four one, which I, I really want that one so bad. I want it too, but I'll never. I'll, I'll, I'll never, never have, have that money. kind of money. Um, here, they mostly just did. They did one special edition, which was white. For the Assassin's Creed bundle, and I had that for a long time. That one's dope. Yeah, I, I thought it was a clone, but it was, yeah, it's the Darth Vader one. But yeah, they they didn't really do much with the Vita over here. The Vita was like big in Japan, but like for us, it was just kind of like, eh. Don't you have a Vita? I do. I'm trying to hacked get one. The shit out of it, yeah, dude. Yeah. I did. I hacked the shit out of the PSP. I got that. Like it was like forty bucks back in you know two thousand. That was a lot of money for me. Um, but it was you got the like battery pack, that special like modded battery pack that you had to put in to, to start modding it. Yep. I'm trying to get a PS Vita, and I'm gonna have BJ help me hack it because I want I want I want because at this point they're not gonna they're not gonna like well, service just, it. So I w- I want to have a Vita. And to, there's like, something about that. It's like it's like the perfect size. Or yeah. like, cause it's, 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 you know, you get the same kind of screen as your phone, but then you get both analog controller or like sticks, you get, which was, you know, a step up from the PSP and it's not as bulky as a, as a switch. And if you mod it, it's just like emulator central and, uh, and you, don't you get two, tr- uh, there's triggers on top, like the PSP, but uh-huh. then the back is also a touchpad. So that's basically two extra triggers. Yeah. So it's there. pretty much like you have R1 and R2. Mm-hmm. But um, what was I gonna say? Uh, sorry. No, you're good. If you look into the files of like the the Switch and the game files that it actually runs, it is basically just the souped up Vita. Like you can take a Vita game and put it on Switch and change one slider, and then it's like it runs perfectly. Well, remember the Vita did OLED before the Switch did. Yeah, the first model had OLED. Yeah, like that. That's something that was so no interesting. No way. Yeah. OLED, like, wow. It was a really it's nice pretty console. Early. The, the Vita was revolutionary. I'm going to just say it. The Vita should not have died when it did, but does, Sony. Did it, yeah, didn't the Vita give a slides fuck. up, too. No, no, that's the PSP Go. Oh, 
okay. That one is digital only. I had one of those because I won it in a Walmart crane machine. No way. Are you yeah. for real? Yeah. Dude, I've never... Dude, Kevin is really good at, at, at those like crane machine games. I've never won shit from those things. I almost won a Nintendo Switch. I was literally like a millisecond. It was one of those things where you had to stack all the boxes. You were almost, but... Uh, it's rigged. <laughs> yeah, they're rigged. You had it, but they <laughs> fucked you. No, no, no. So, like, I, normally I'd be like, absolutely. You, like, stack the blocks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Push no, it. that's the thing is, normally I'd say yes to that, but literally there was a person in front of me who won two iPhones because they got it. And I'm like, how the fuck? And so I, I did it, and, like, I fa- like utterly failed the first round. Did it a second time. Close. Third time, literally. I won- It was, like, a, oh, shit, a pixel away. But, like, the person before me literally won two fucking iPhones. Like, how the fuck did you, you do that? just been like, hey, man, can you give me a hand? Bro, yeah, I'd be like, bro, you want to do this? like a speedrunner who's, who's doing, like, the pixel perfect, uh, like, mm. shit. Oh, that the- also amazes me that they, like, in those speedrunners, and they get pixel perfect, like, timing. And it's like, there's one pixel in 30 frames per second, or, like, you know, 24 frames per second that they get it. Speedrunning is insane to see. Like, actually, I like, loved like- watching... Um, Game's uh, done quick. Yeah, DC. Or GDC. GDC, yeah. I've got... Well, oh, sorry. No, 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 you can go. I mean, I, I have some other stuff. Because I was talking about Skyrim mods. And so there's a Skyrim online mod that, that they're just putting out a big patch, which pretty much allows you to play Skyrim online with your friends. And, and there's a big... It's a big... Uh, in July, probably in about a week, there's going to be a big uh, like release of an update for it, and they fixed a lot of bugs. It's still like buggy, and there's like certain quests that you can't do, and it because it, it will break the game. And he's like, "This is like as best as we can," but you know, for a game that hasn't gotten a lot of like updates since, and for the just the modding community, which is amazing for Skyrim, it's a really really cool mod, and you can play with up to eight other people, and everyone gets the same dialogue, it, like subtitles for dialogue and other stuff, and. I just was like, I need to try that because that sounds amazing. I, I've wanted to try it. I, I've been more interested in like the the people making like Sky Oblivion or like Skywind, which are like the full remakes of Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim's engine, and like port and like they'd be a full mod you could just download in Skyrim. So like it'd be literally like you could like you right now could literally go into Skyrim like if you download it all and just literally like on Skyrim's main menu you'll see. Oblivion or more when you click it, it goes to a new like whole thing because they they're fully remaking those games in Skyrim's engine. They're doing the same thing with New Vegas in Fallout 4's engine, so it's like that's a reason I want a P- PC because if those if those run excellent, then I'm gonna jump in and just be like I'm gonna play New Vegas in four. <laughs> I'm gonna play I'll play Oblivion, but in Skyrim. That shit sounds great. Did you guys ever play? It was that Wizard. Like Battle wizard 101 Spell Break? No, it's, no. it's that wizard. The Battle Royale like, game. Battle Royale. I kind of. I so they tried just it. apparently shut it down. They canceled it. Not enough people. I played it a little bit with a friend, and it was. I did not like it, but apparently they 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 scrapped it. Uh, blizzard purchased them, and they sent all everybody to work on. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. Shocker. <laughs> no That's sad. Over. Yeah. I dude, I I don't know when this Xbox official like, cause I what didn't they say it would take like almost a full year to like actually go through? I don't know. Cause, cause like Microsoft still doesn't own them yet. Technically, they're still in the plan to acquire stage of like talking with the governments and like it's got to go like through. The FDA. It's got it's got yeah. well it's got to go through a lot of the federal like is this a monopoly or is this a all that shit still 
So like it's gonna take a while before Xbox can do anything to the point where it'd already be done if they were Disney. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Or they would have said it would have taken a year, but it would have happened like behind the scenes, like in a day, yeah. and they would have just preemptively started putting shit on Disney Plus. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't know when that's gonna happen, and I, I honestly don't know if Xbox can fix them. But like, I, I, I think it's the best shot they've got because Blizzard is in a man. They're in a pile of shit right now with Diablo Immortal not making the money they thought it would with. Overwatch 2, people just being not at all jazzed about. Yeah, no one's hyped. <laughs> no one's hyped. For, like, I think the most... Not even, like, not even professional, like, Overwatch League people are excited about it. And yet, they're, like, contractually obligated to, like, switch over and play it. Well, because they have to. It's yeah. Overwatch 2 is going to replace Overwatch 1 in, in all the stores. Like, it's going to be an update that just switches it. So, like, you physically, like, or on digitally, you will never have any inclination that you had Overwatch 1. Uh, if you have a physical copy, you can show that you had it. But like, even then, if you plug in your physical copy of Overwatch One, it's going to show up Overwatch Two. Like they're they're fully just replacing the first game because that's all they're doing is just adding shit to it. I'm still in the camp that five v five teams is not going to work. Probably so not. I, no. I'm excited to see how it does when it comes out. I'll and I yeah, I like the two 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 and two like you know composition, but roll queue is obviously trash nowadays with their fast pass and other shit yeah i we'll see if it's any different i i just think in general blizz i feel like blizzard has kind of hit their peak i'm hoping diablo 4 is really good but that's about it most of their games i just don't give a shit about anymore i've never played wow they're never doing another starcraft (laughs) um like diablo looks cool but like i don't know that's it like I, I feel like they should have tried to do something with, like, like how Arcane was for League of Legends, where it's like, oh, I don't play League, but I watch this. I feel like that you could have, like, they could have done an Overwatch, like, show or some shit with all the characters they have and whatnot, but they didn't. They just they kept... could have made Overwatch's Arcane, and it would have been great. Yeah, I honestly, and I think they still could. I just don't know I mean, now. there is a lot of content there, and especially, like, the animation studio that does all of their the trailers. trailers and other shit. Is incredible. Like all the like, give you you know, there's compilations of Overwatch, like cinematic movie compilation, and they're incredible. Yeah, no, like that. That's the it's, it's the same shit that I've loved over the years of being a Square Enix fan. Is that every Square Enix game got like a cinematic CG trailer that showed off the game, but not in the way you wanted it to be showed. Like no gameplay was just CG. Every like Kingdom Hearts game had a CG trailer that just was very clearly not gameplay, but it got you hype. So, like, I've always been a fan of those. Like, this isn't gameplay f- focused, but it's just fun. The best Kingdom Hearts trailers are the DSAR ones, where they just do 16 mirrored versions of the screen and one in the middle because it looks like shit on a TV. And it just plays simple and clean while some dickhead sells you the game. Those are my favorites. I, I miss the early era, like, trailer game. Because, like, a lot of them now are just, like, movie trailers pretty much. There was something to be said about like early game trailers, which is okay, how I fucking think we can awful all they are. Agree. I mean, we can say it at the same time, but there's one game that has the best game trailer movies of all time. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic has the yeah. best. Uh, all the Old Republic trailers are oh fucking awesome. Oh my gosh! It's like everyone I go, they need to make a movie. They need to do something because this is like such good content. I mean, like it, it. The fact that it's still going on too. Like they have a new expansion out. Yeah, yeah. yeah they really, and yeah, the cinematic for that was 
so dope. That's the thing is, we just need more of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. Like, that kind of shit. I, I love that. I love that that's like an MMO thing. That's an online game thing. Like, Overwatch does it. Star Wars does it. A lot of these games do it. I want to see... I, I love that kind of shit. And I know a lot of people hate seeing cinematic trailers, but, like, I'm going to be real with you. That Cyberpunk trailer that was all cinematic... It ended with, with fucking Johnny Silverhand as Keanu Reeves saying, wake the fuck up. That was the hypest shit. I don't care if it wasn't gameplay. I love you too. <laughs> no, you're breathtaking. Yeah, no, you're breathtaking. That was still so hype. Regardless of what you feel about the game, that shit was the hypest Dude, shit. That, uh, I think it's on Netflix. They're doing the cyberpunk. The anime by, anime. by Studio Trigger. Yeah. I'm hyped. Yeah. For sure. That shit looks fucking yeah, anything, great. Watch that one. Yeah, anything from Studio Trigger. Anything from Trigger, I'm down for. Promare was great. Killer Kills, awesome. And the the fucking episodes of Visions they did, incredible, awesome. And now we're getting a full cyberpunk like show, not just a movie. About it's like a the, show. Uh, the, the Netrunners. Well, it's it's specifically well, what was his name? Um, one of the drinks. It's yeah, it's the, the main the character's bar. named after one of the afterlife drinks. Oh really? So you know this motherfucker's gonna go out big. So Legendary. I'm like, hell yeah. Cool. It's got to be some legend shit. I'm so hyped for it. I'm like beyond hype. They already announced, uh, you know those little Neandroid figures? Like the small, like chibi looking. Yeah. Yeah. They've already announced one for uh, for the Lucy, the main girl character of that show. Already. They're like, no, she's about to be waifu material. We're going to sell merch of her. Dude, they're coming for my throat this year at Anime Expo with those Neandroids. They announced Shantae, Shovel Knight, Thanatos from Hades. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I I don't. They're doing Skullgirls ones now. I don't watch a lot of the VTuber shit, but I'm gonna be real. I've because I'm a big fan of the trash taste people. I'm like just now a fan of Iron Mouse because she's like kind of connected with Connor and shit. They're making a a, a Neandroid of her, and I'm like, fuck, that's kind of sick. Dude, the VTuber scene is just fucking insane. We like, could just pay five hundred dollars for. A model. Yeah, we probably could. In, instant in, success. I feel like we could, because there's uh, there's not a lot of male VTubers. I feel like we could we could we could get into that demographic. I feel yeah. like we could do it. I'd be down. Let's side quest podcast, but it's just VTubers now. Hell yeah! What would you want your VTuber avatar to be, uh, BJ? Uh, I want it to look like our little fucking podcast page art. So just a dude more expressive. A wizard robe boy. Yeah, but all chibi. Yeah, that would actually work really well. But uh, there was one news story that I, I had that was both upsetting but also comforting. Uh, I'm intrigued. So this is a rumor. There has been no corroborations of it yet, so no one has confirmed it. But if this is true, it's both sad but also kind of hopeful. There was plans for a GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption 1 remaster. But they got canceled and shelved because everyone is all hands on deck for GTA 6. So there was a team that was working on remastering and not in the GTA trilogy shit way that was like really bad. Like they were going to make it look kind of like modern with Art Red Dead 1 and then GTA 4. But that those teams were then told... I think they've been really smart about keeping us in the dark instead of playing us like countless games that have been like, this is a release date and then the push it back and then... They're like, fine, we'll release it, and then it's shit. Yeah. The, the thing is, I'm going to be real with you. I think the best place to play Red Dead 1 is Xbox through backwards compatibility because it, it got that FPS boost, so it's 60 FPS, and it, it just one looks better. That's another one that got better. the re-release of the 360 disc. Yeah, I, I, have, I have the case that's like an Xbox One case 
with the artwork like shrunk down to fit it fit the case for it so it looks really nice next to my red well not really nice because red dead 2's spine is all red so it's the only fucking one well that makes sense because the other spine is dead shut the fuck up i hate you but yeah so that that's a thing and i it made me wonder i'm like because on one hand it seems rockstar is treating gta 6 like they should be which is if we fuck this up we're dead but on the other hand, they've canceled a Bully remaster, Red Dead 1 remaster, and GTA 4 remaster for it. And I guarantee it's mostly going to be online shit where they expect you to buy microtransactions. I honestly... Well, I mean, I don't know, because I think Red Dead 2 is a good good look at that of, like, they had an online, but it came out later. I actually liked how they did that, whereas they said, here, we're giving you, like, what was it, like, two weeks or so, where it's like, here's Red Dead 2. And then they dropped online, giving more more than enough time to beat the game, I think. And then now you can jump online and do crazy, stupid shit. But, like, I think they'll do the same with GTA 6, which is just, here's GTA 6. Give it, like, a week or two. Now here's GTA Online revamped and for this, this game. That's going to be your main source of gameplay for the next ten years as well. Yeah. I, I just miss the, the era of, like, like, dude, getting the Ballad of Gay Tony as like a big expansion for GTA four was awesome. Like those three expansions were great. I love them. I, the reason Un- that I like those expansions is because it's all about the characters that you care about from the story. Hmm. And it feels like, you know, just more story. But in GTA five, it's like everything that they're doing is all based on your non speaking, create a character that doesn't mean anything to me as a person. Yeah. So I am completely disillusioned with playing anything that they release post-launch for that. I, I've been kind of interested in the idea of, like... I don't know. I, I think GTA Online, I think, would be fun if, if I could complete the it solo. Because there's a lot of really cool stuff, apparently, but it's, like... It's just shit, like... I don't know. Like, they just don't do the shit you want to do, which is, like... Like, the fucking Dr. Dre DLC. That's a thing you can play, but it's like, oh, go fuck yourself if, if you don't have friends, I guess. Yeah. So, I've, I've wanted to try them, but they just aren't... It's not what I wanted. Uh, BJ, this one's for you. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 3 is coming in 2024. Fuck yeah. So, we're getting a new Dragon Ball game, and it's, it's going to be Xenoverse. I think they should take a page out of Three Hopes book, and if, if you bring your previous characters back for this game, give them speaking roles. Yeah. I, I think... Because when Xenoverse got announced, I was very excited about it because I was like, this is a future Trunks time travel game. And then it's like, well, Trunks is there, but he kind of just stands on the sideline and gives you missions. I, I want a Xenoverse where you play as one of the canon characters... That way they have, you know, a set personality. You can voice act them. And then if they go back in time or whatever and fix something, they can reflect on that, and it means a lot more. I mean, that's why I liked Kakarot so much, is you're literally just playing the storylines as the characters, and they switched characters for you. It was actually really fun, like, getting to play as Piccolo a couple times, getting to play as Gohan, Trunks, Goku... That was a really fun game, and that was the reason it's because I got to play as all those characters. And the side missions in that game were really good, too. I, I remember flying around and trying to find all of them because it's all 
like tying up loose ends in the Dragon Ball Z story. Like the whole, uh, there's one mission with Oolong where he's like, why did your tail never grow back? And why did his grow back once and then never again? So you go through this whole thing where you go and talk to all the Saiyans. I think you have to like revive Nappa to finish the thing, um, which was another cool gameplay thing. But um, they, they finally gave an answer for that, which isn't in any of the other official material. And it's that once you surpass the power of a great ape in your base form, your tail becomes vestigial and doesn't grow back. And it did a lot of like fixing. Vestigial. That's a that's a four dollar word right there. Thank you. But uh yeah, like there there's just so much like tweaking to the lore that doesn't ruin anything, but it enhances the things that you already know. And I want Xenoverse three to be like that. I think they could learn a lot from Kakarot, because I think that's the best Dragon Ball game. Besides Fighters. Fighters is just top tier. Fighters is amazing. I want to see more shit like that. I just want to see that team do more fighting games. Honestly. Like, give me a Bleach fighting game from them. I'll, I'll fucking die. I don't know if this is a real movie or not, but I saw a poster online that was for something called um, Legend of the First Super Saiyan God. And I hope that's a movie. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah, like the character, I can't remember his name, but it was it was like a prehistoric Saiyan with this long-ass hair with like a spear. And uh, I think that would be great. I want to see more like don't just show me Goku I want to see other shit in the Dragon Ball well, that's, universe. that's why Broly was so fucking cool it's because it was like here's another guy and it took both Vegeta and Goku to fight him and it was one of the hypest shit I've seen I love Broly new Broly old Broly was just a bitch yeah new Broly's good uh, this one's for both of y'all inscription is coming to every console Fuck yes yeah. The, the leak currently only says PlayStation, but other people have corroborated that, like, no, it's coming to, to PlayStation, or PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, probably mobile phones. Like, it's they're going to put it out. Bro, Finally. that would be a fun game for us to play through, like, here together. That would be we, so fun. We would only really need audio of us, and uh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, I would love that. The, the, but yeah, the leak is currently there. There was a leak earlier that was saying it was coming to everything, but recently it got raided for PlayStation. So people are saying that this is it's it's getting across the borders now. Hell yeah, I am very excited about that. They um, that kind of reminds me of like the Hat in Time situation. It's kind of like that where, you know, they said for a while that it wasn't coming to anything. And then it came to everything except for Switch. And then they were like, it's never coming to Switch. And then it did. I I just think the Switch is, like, the best, like... For indies, it's, like, the place. Yeah, for sure. I, I've played Loop Hero on that. It's really fun. I've, I've played a fuck ton of, like, Battle Chef Brigade, My Friend Pedro. Battle Chef Brigade's awesome. I really liked it. It was a lot... I didn't know what to expect from it, but honestly, like I didn't I didn't know it was adult sim games either. But yeah, I was like, hell yeah, this game is awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Speaking of adult swim games, they used to have this game on their website called Victorian BMX. And I fucking love that game. It's not accessible anymore. Mm. And I would love to see them bring that back. I don't know if I think it was adult swim games, but I remember it being in uh in school playing Hemp Tycoon. Yeah. Some fuck ton in, in like computer labs and whatever time I had. Robot Unicorn Adventure. Oh yeah. Stellar stellar games. 
but yeah, I think that's all I've got. Y'all got anything else you want to want to talk about? Uh, I don't have anything, Matt. Do you about news? Anything else? Just anything else, really? Nah, man. All right. Well, I say we can. It's just a casual. I think. I mean, I'm I'm pretty beat from last night. Yeah, yeah we I, we, we're definitely a lot like really gonna, tired. I'm gonna make some good food for us, and then fuck we're yeah, just gonna veg out on an anime. But yeah, thank you guys for for listening. Follow us on the SideQuest underscore podcast on Instagram. You'll find me, Matt. You can probably find uh, well, you, you find me and BJ. You can probably find Matt there as well. Yeah, he's, um, he's the only one that likes our posts. <laughs> Matt Matt's been the like number one supporter since day one. So we we love having him on because it's it's lit. All in, it's all in. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, take it sleazy.